Mur, 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 mur. I snapped my mouth shut to keep the rest of my shock contained. Yeah, Dunbar said. You heard me right. He over-enunciated the next word in case I was still having trouble with the concept. Murdered. Old M was murdered up there in his bed. He jabbed his index finger toward the ceiling, then stared at me. Never having looked at myself in a mirror immediately after hearing I was in a murdered man's house and planning to sleep in his deathbed, I could only guess at the expression he saw on my face. You don't have the slightest idea what I'm talking about, do you? He said. Well, hell. He took off his Smokey the Bear hat, ran his hand over the memory of hair, and continued spitting soft expletives, shaking his head as each one popped out. He looked and sounded genuinely upset, and I briefly thought he was commiserating with me over my own day and its slide downhill from rancid to rotten. But then he screwed his mouth sideways, so that he looked like a dyspeptic Elvis, except without the hair, and I realized he wasn't feeling sorry, he was being pissy. He stalked over to a recliner in the corner of the room and dumped himself into it, dislodging a poof of air and one last guttural curse from the back of his throat before muttering, I am so freaking tired, and subsiding. His eyelids slid to half-mast. To give him his due, he did look exhausted, as though the knife pleats in his uniform had been the only thing keeping him upright. Maybe he'd been up since way before dawn, saving the world from speedy women. But I'd been up just as long and was way over my quota of lousy for any single day, and he'd just taken the only comfortable-looking chair in the room. Sure, there was a halfway decent-looking sofa, and I could dump myself just as dramatically as he did, but it was the principle of the thing. Instead, I waited for him to fill me in on this latest jarring turn of events. He gave me one last squint and closed his eyes. Deputy Dunbar, I tried to sound respectful, empathetic even. Nothing. Deputy Dunbar, would you please tell me what's going on? Nothing. Some elaboration? An explanation, please. Silence. Hey, Dunbar, do you have a badge number I can report? If at that point he'd started snoring, I would have kicked him in the shin. But either my words or something in my tone got him back on his feet, even if I pretty obviously hadn't endeared myself to him any further. I drew myself up as tall as five-three in low-heeled boots allows and planted myself in front of him. Deputy, you are right. I don't have the slightest idea what you're talking about. So fill me in. It's been a long, trying, emotional day— and now I want answers so I can decide what to do. Granny would have tut-tutted because I didn't say please that time, but by then I didn't care. Well, it's like this, little Miss Cat. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, it's not like that at all, Deputy Dunbar. I am not little Miss anything. I gave him a look I've used with good effect on junior curators who mishandle fragile textiles. Dunbar only rolled his eyes. Beg pardon, Miss Rutledge. The facts are these. Emmett Cobb, caretaker here at the Holston Home Place Living History Farm and resident of this house, was found dead two weeks ago, upstairs, in his bed, poisoned.
I suddenly felt like coughing, maybe even gagging as I imagined toxic, noxious vapors swirling in eddies around us. Wow. Okay, that's awful. I cleared my throat, swallowed. Um, what kind of poison was it? I forget the name. It was in something he drank, though. Not a real quick exit. That's horrible. Yeah, very messy. High wretch factor involved, if you know what I mean. Can't imagine anybody wanting to sleep up there after what I saw. We looked at each other, noses wrinkled, then tilted our heads back and looked at the ceiling. He now frowning and grim, me trying not to picture what he'd seen up there. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a shiver run through him.